what we're seeing is it, we're in the middle of a movement. I mean, really, this notion of people stepping out of the workforce and coming back in. We're no longer operating in a career ladder where you work for one company your entire career and every couple of years you climb up the ladder. It's more a career lattice. That was career coach Suzanne Coonan delivering the good news. The ladder is out. The lattice is in, which is wonderful for those of us who've stepped away from the workforce to care for our children and want to jump back in. Cheryl Sandberg referred to this new paradigm as a jungle gym. Picture a structure without a prescribed entrance and corresponding exit. You can jump on and off wherever, whenever you choose. Unlike a ladder that requires you to either go up or down and offers no way to hop back on somewhere in the middle. This is Where Was I? A podcast about a parenting transition we are calling Empty Nest Version 1.0. I'm Angela Arsenault. And I'm Jessica Tickton. last episode, we spoke with Michelle Friedman about specific exercises that can help relaunchers figure out what it is they want to do. In this episode, Suzanne will help us understand that once we've identified our best case work scenario, whether it's a flexible work schedule, the ability to work remotely, or even project-based employment, it is, in fact, very possible to achieve it. Suzanne tells us that most people going back to work after taking a break to care for their young children will enter a field that's entirely new to them. The vast majority of relaunchers, probably 80%, go back to something totally different than what they were doing before. So what's interesting is they have a combination of returning to the workforce after a break and having to get back up to speed with that in addition to making a career change or a reinvention. Sometimes it's not a complete 180 degree change. Sometimes it's just an evolution of what they were doing before. But what I tend to find is most relaunchers end up going back to something completely different than what they've done before they left the workforce. One reason so many women do this is because their needs and priorities have changed dramatically since having kids. In a bit of fortunate timing, alternate or non-traditional work arrangements are becoming more and more common, thanks in part to a sea change within the American industrial complex. The 20th century, if you think about it, was all about sort of the manufacturing environment and um, it was the industrial revolution. So organizations were structured 90% permanent full-time employees, employees who showed up and did their job, mostly in the factory and worked from nine to five. And then maybe the rest of the organizations were structured 10% sort of contract workers, temporary workers. The 21st century is all about knowledge and service. So what's happening is that we're seeing organizations structured very differently. And, And there's predictions that by the end of the 21st century, Organizations are actually going to be 50% permanent employees and 50% contract, temporary, outsourced, and others. Because, you know, what we're seeing is that big, huge companies are splitting and getting smaller and creating these um, new companies along the way. And a lot of jobs are going away. So what's happening is the jobs are going away, but the work is still there. It's just getting done 
very differently. Again, this is good news for us. Our friend Lauren, whose story we've been following, recently discovered an opportunity well outside her former profession while looking online for things to feature on her blog, Apunto, which highlights Italian artisanal goods. An Italian wine vendor caught her eye, and a few months later, while vacationing in Italy with her family, Lauren made a point to visit them. She was so impressed with their business and excited about their product that she agreed to become their U.S. business representative. In order to have that title, however, Lauren needed to get her certificate to become an Italian wine professional. Thus, her path forward. Lauren's experience is proof that putting yourself out there and creating opportunities to have unexpected conversations might lead you into a new field. Suzanne agrees wholeheartedly and recommends starting with people you know in places that feel comfortable or familiar. People get so surprised. They're like, wow, I cannot believe I was able to get what I really wanted. The key is just clarifying what you want and then talking about it and exploring and doing some research and finding it out. So there was an example of a woman who was out of San Francisco and she was really interested in doing part-time and consulting work. So she wanted to be able to leverage some of her skill sets, but she didn't want to work for a big corporation. So she wanted to work part-time and do some consulting. And when she first talked about this and described it, she's like, I, I don't even know if this exists. I'm like, you know what? It's okay if you don't know it exists. The first step is just getting clear on what you want and then talking about it and putting it out there and, and just exploring what's possible. You never know, right? You might just get what you want. And so she did it and she had a networking lunch the next day with a friend and the friend was asking her how the relaunch was going and how her career search was going and she just walked her through this is what i'm looking for and the friend said you need to talk to this woman that i know she has a consulting practice and she's looking for some help and she really you know would love to meet with you so within like a week she ended up meeting with this woman and had a part-time consulting opportunity which was exactly aligned with what she wanted the idea of actually telling people what you want to do for a job can feel really intimidating remember that you've been working for years at a job that society tells you is not very valuable This is especially true if the kind of work you're looking for doesn't fit people's traditional notion of a job. When I decided to return to work as a writer in our fairly small town, I felt almost silly saying, I'd like to work 30 hours a week, only during the time that my kids are in school. And I want to write about issues facing modern parents, things that we all think about, but don't necessarily feel comfortable talking about. But once I started telling people, my friends, my husband, my parents, the avenues through which I could explore this exact kind of work began to open up. Suzanne reminds us that hibernating behind your computer and thinking a bunch about getting a job, even applying online, is not likely to get you there. It takes people, real human connections, to get yourself back into the workforce. Always comes through a networking connection or doing some kind of informational interviewing or some kind of project or consulting work. So they really see that you're capable, what you're capable of and who you are. And so what I tell people is that your actions have to match that. So if you're spending 80% of your time hibernating 
and behind the computer and surfing for jobs online and applying your resume, it's not going to be very effective. And that's when I, you know, a lot of relaunchers will come and say, it's just not working. I've been looking for six months. And I ask, what have you been doing? And they say, well, I've just been kind of looking online and applying online and nobody's responding. And it's because that method just does not work. So what you have to do is flip your actions, spend 20% of your time at the computer and behind the screen, and then 80% of your time getting out there. In today's jobs landscape, it's possible to transition slowly if that's what's best for you and your family. A lot of relaunchers, when they actually get back, you can go gradually like into, instead of jumping into the deep end of the pool and going permanent full-time nine to five job, is to really understand that there are a lot of options today out there for kind of walking in gradually to the shallow end of the pool and by going back and doing some part-time work, some consulting work, temporary work. Now, we have to admit that the number of options available to relaunchers in terms of schedule, type of work, and even the pace at which you jump back in almost makes it sound like this should be easy. That's not what we're saying. But if you take the steps that Michelle and Suzanne have identified, and the clearer you get about what you want, there is a very good chance that you will actually get it. Once people have the courage to write down what they want, and they're sort of feel empowered to just start talking about it, just have a conversation with someone, just you know, tell a friend about it, go out to lunch with somebody and just share, this is what I'm thinking about. Do you have any ideas for me? Do you know of anyone? It's amazing how much doors can open up once you get clear and commit to it and then start talking about it. On our next episode, we'll speak with return to work expert, Carol Fishman Cohen about the art of the interview. We'd love to hear about your experience going back to work after a career break. Or maybe in a few months, you'll find yourself in what we call Empty Nest 1.0. Do you know what you want to do? Visit our Facebook page to share your thoughts. Thanks for listening.